Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. There's something about starting the program at noon Eastern. It gives me the morning to get things done. We're not putting jerseys in any more contracts for speaking events. We can't do because Theo and I have just had a hang of a time getting jerseys delivered to events that I'm speaking at. I feel bad. Can you sign these and ship them out, Theo? He said, done. And they went to the wrong place. Joe, no more jerseys. But we found the jerseys. We found them. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hello, everybody. Happy Football Friday for Flame Tech. Not all football, ball for all, but that's going to be a lot of it. It is your your Fatetime Sports Talk Show. We're coming to you from a monsoon in South Florida. Not joking. It's pouring rain, and I hope that I don't float away as this program continues over the next two hours. Uh, we are bringing in from the NHL's Bermuda Triangle, the co-anonogram, Darren Moose DuPont. And I know Moose, most days I'm sitting here facetiously saying, pray for me. It's 30 degrees Celsius with humidity here. Not today. You can see what's going on, right? Over my Oh, yeah. No, we can see it. We see the rain. Like the droplets look huge. Um, if I was in front of the picture window, you'd be looking out in the Bermuda Triangle here at snowflakes making their way down. Oh, snowflakes, Rod. Oh, then I then, then I can't <laughs> complain too much. Okay. Okay. Well, I was talking to my bank yesterday and she said that snow was indeed in the forecast. I see people are chiming in with their comments already, and I appreciate you doing so, but it's Moose and my time right now here in the warm-up where we cover all of the quick six show topics, and then we'll bring up the football a little later on with our special guests. The esteemed Leader Post columnist, football writer, Rob Vanstone will be with us in hour one, and uh, to talk NFL, and maybe a little CFL, Tory Gurley, a Cleveland Browns, Green Bay Packers alum, wide receiver, 
Carolina Gamecock alum and also Toronto Argonauts. So that's and can we hit the quick suck show horn, please, Director Jordan? Please and thank you. As I said to the moose, I'm a little out of sorts. Let me get my full quick written down because as soon as I heard the crack of the thunder, I'm like, don't. I forgot it's supposed to pour rain as soon as we get on the air. So I raced out, covered the vehicle. The lawn guy's coming today. It's Friday. Did you hear that? Did you hear that <laughs> yeah. thunder? Yeah. Okay. So that's what's going on in South Florida today. Uh, yeah, and it is gloom and doom in terms of the mood because point one, Ross Colton scored with just 3.8 seconds to go in regulation, giving the Tampa Bay Lightning a 2-1 victory and a 2-0 lead over the Florida Panthers in their second-round series. The series now shifting to Amelie Arena for Game 3 on Sunday. Game 4 is Monday. So this morning in the gym, Moose, they were talking about it. Don't say they don't love hockey in Florida. They do when the teams are winning. It's like me in the World Hockey Championships. I don't care unless we're winning. And then I follow it. And I don't know how we're doing at the World Championships. But this morning, everybody was talking about the Lightning taking uh, the game by the throat with seconds to go. And the Panthers just saying, let's just get it to overtime and take our chances. Whoop, zing, over, what? 3.8 seconds to go. You leave Ross Colton alone in the slot. Versus Moose, as I was talking about. And I have to tell why am I getting so worked up? I don't even care about my team. People are texting me and tweeting me, like, your Panthers took their eye off the ball. They're not my Panthers. You want to troll me about my Golden Knights? That's fair game, and I'll talk about it. The Panthers are doing nothing more than disappointing me, and I never saw a arena empty as fast as FLA Live Arena last night. If you go back and look at the highlights, you dropped the puck after the goal. The rink was empty. People were settling in for overtime, and then 3.8 seconds to go, bink, over. See you later. Annoyed. What did you think of the I end know. of that game? Well, you know, <clears throat> the ending sucked. I mean, you gotta, you have to pay attention right to the end. You gotta play to the whistles. That's so cliche, but here's an example. And Florida played such a good game again, out shooting them, controlling a lot of the play. Holy smokes! Please. Don't get struck by lightning, all right? Because that was the big one. I felt the vibration. The lightning is still ruining everybody's day in South Florida. <laughs> How about that? Sorry. But it's continue. like, no, and, and they played well, and they were playing really well, and then, bing, lightning come down and score one another. And they're playing really well, really well. They ended up tying it. But again, what were the Panthers? 0 for 4 in the power play. You got to score in the power play if you're going to have a chance to beat Tampa Bay. Now. The one thing I will say for all the fans in Sunrise is there's no need to panic yet. I know going back to Amelie Arena in Tampa is going to be tough. It's a tough place to play. Their fans will be trying to end this in four games. But you've, I think, outplayed Tampa for most of the two games that we've seen. So there's no reason to think that they won't be able to fight their way back into the series. But, man, it's a big hill to climb. Ryan H. watching on YouTube says, You called it, Rod. Tampa was playing to the end and earned that win. They're building momentum. Um, did you notice, I don't know if you saw on our Instagram story, the Dodge kids, you know, Brian's probably watching right now. Brian, his kids made it on the pregame show on TNT, and his ki- it was Bradley and Blake banging on the glass in their lightning jerseys. I don't know if you saw that. 
I can send you the video yeah. if you want. And the announcer was like, look at these kids made the long road trip from Tampa. I'm like, no, they didn't. They drove 20 miles <laughs> <laughs> from, from Dodge City, Florida. But anyways, it was kind of cool that my buddy's kids made it on the pregame show. That was kind of cool, too. So, yeah, enough about that game. Let's move on. Uh, you're right. There were so many things that I wanted to tweet, but I put my phone down last night. One was Andrew Brunette never looks concerned. The interim coach of the Florida Panthers never looks concerned. And I think he might want to start down 0-2. In the other game, David Perron scored twice. Jordan Bennington made 30 saves. And the St. Louis Blues beat the Colorado Avalanche 4-1 to tie up their series 1-1. Jordan Cairo added a goal and Brandon Saad sealed it with an empty netter for the Blues as they handed the Avs their first loss in the East 2022 Stanley Cup playoffs. This made the sports wire, and I'm going to read it before I move on. In non-NHL news, 15-year-old defenseman Chloe Primarano has made Canadian Hockey League history, taken in the 13th round, 267th overall by the Vancouver Giants in the WHL Prospects draft. Primarano became the first female skater to ever be taken in a CHL Prospects draft. So bravo to Chloe and bravo to the Vancouver Giants. Uh, being coached by one of the best guys in hockey, Mike Dick. By the way, starting Monday, we are on location at the Cent Cup, presented by Tim Hortons in Estevan. A 10-team tournament that's already into day two, with the host Estevan Bruins welcoming champions of the nine CJHL leagues. For more information on the 2022 Centennial Cup, visit Hockey Canada or follow along on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. People came here on this Friday for the football news. And we're going to get into the CFL. This is my second point. I just want to say this, point three, we brushed on it yesterday. I have written one sentence in my handwriting. Nick Saban is a narcissist? Question mark. Because as I read it yesterday, on the air, he was called that by um, Jimbo, the coach of Texas A&M, that Jimbo called him a narcissist. I'm like, who's shocked by that, that Nick Saban might actually be a narcissist? my third point. I just want to tell you, I read it as soon as it happened yesterday. They've been talking about it for 24 hours straight on television and radio all over America. That Nick Saban has been called a narcissist by one of his SEC rivals. Anyways, the CFL strike, which lasted four days, is now over. CFL training camps are full on. This is day two of training camp. It forced this reschedule. Putting preseason players were supposed to play on Monday in Mosaic Stadium. That's been moved to May 31st. The tentative deal, people have asked us, Darren, to get into this, okay? They've been DMing me, tweeting me, texting us. The deal, seven years, can be reopened after five when the CFL's current TSN expires. And that's important because this agreement also includes revenue sharing for the players. And I, time while I'm reading this wire copy, I'm becoming more and more and more as the days go along like a fan, and I just want to go to the game, have my hot dog and popcorn and watch and go home. I don't really care what's in my hot dog. Lips and buttholes. Don't care. I just want to go to the game and watch. I'm caring less, but people really care, so I'll continue. But the CFL Players Association will get a share of all revenues, including the Grey Cup, and gets the final say on the auditor who will be tasked with authenticating the final figures. The CFL salary cap will increase annually, but veteran players 
now will have the chance to get the final year of a three-year deal guaranteed up to 50%. The more and more I read this, this seems very favored towards the players. I feel like, what am I missing here? The agreement calls for teams to start now eight Canadians, as we know what has been seven for decades, but one can now be a naturalized Canadian, which is an American with at least five years of CFL experience or three with the same team. Now, somewhere along the way, I read, Darren, that this doesn't kick in until 2023. For sure, this naturalized Canadian thing. So pump the brakes on that. Because I had a buddy, I don't know, he probably doesn't want to be uh, named, but he said to me this morning, he texted me, and he says, you might want to talk to one of your CFL friends that was following the league 50 years ago. I think the naturalized Canadian was done in a similar fashion. I don't remember the details, but I think Lancaster and Reed might have been deemed Canadians. I also think it was a short-lived option. I could sit here for two hours and talk about this. Because I think that it's great. You see, is it Chris Mackey out in BC, the Lions player rep, saying they're trying to get rid of all Canadians? What they've done, Darren, in my opinion, and this is why I say bravo to both sides, they have done what's for the CFL. Stop thinking about what's best for the owners, and let's stop thinking about what's best for the players. What's best for the league? This. That's my rant on that. I think it looks pretty good. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I think it looks pretty good. I'm excited. Um, and an option to reopen it. I think where the owners get away with this is is um, in the revenue sharing. There's going to be you know nominal increases in revenue sharing. You know, and Justin Dunn came on here and said the CFL is around 20 percent, but other most other pro sports leagues are at 50 percent. So I think there's that. Um, they're not going to get a big increase in the revenue sharing. And another big contentious point was around. The CFL really showing their books, right? Which buckets does the revenue include? And we got to audit, show you every little dime that's come in. Well, now the audit doesn't exactly have to happen. I don't think that the audit's happening. Um, but, the, but the players get these concessions on the other side, which I love. So it's great. The guaranteed contracts is the biggest thing, right? The contracts were always a joke because three years, it doesn't matter. As soon as I cut you, you're done anyway. I don't have to pay you. So knowing that it can be guaranteed up to 50%, that helps protect the players a little bit. You know, ideally, we'll see more naturalized Canadians and the league will have more longevity as a result. I think it's great. Okay, so I don't think the guaranteed contracts are the biggest part of this deal. <clears throat> I'm sorry, I'm strangling myself with my ear cord. Because they're not guaranteed until year three. So if you want to know why Weston Dressler still miffed at the way his time ended in Saskatchewan the way it did, he was cut one year into a four-year deal. Based on that, let's say it was a three-year deal. If you're cut one year into a three-year deal, you don't get the money. It doesn't become guaranteed until year three. Yeah. The, as far as I've, unless I've misread this, and let me say, by the way, I'm no idiot. Although I, yeah, I'm not even going to be staying at a Holiday Inn Express. I'm going to be staying at the Days Inn in Esteban. That makes me even smarter. But while I don't know all the ins and outs of this, I have enough respect for both sides in this negotiation that they put more than a few minutes of thought into this. You know what I'm saying? But would you not agree yeah. that if you don't live to see year three of your contract, you're not getting 50% of the money, fair? Yeah, no, that's probably it for sure. Um, 
But again, you guess how many three and four and five year deals are we seeing in the CFL? It's it's about as rare as you know a solar eclipse, right? I mean, it doesn't happen very often. Right. But everything's changing vis-a-vis this CBA. So this wasn't a little tweak here or there. <laughs> These were major radical changes, and you can see why the players wanted to start on this a lot earlier than they did. And I don't want to get into It's in my commentary today. You can go read it right now at rodpeterson.com. I don't know the ins and outs of it. I don't know why this was so contentious or why it took a strike to iron it out. I literally don't know. I've been talking to agents, and they don't know. Some of the agents have said this has been very confusing. For them, these guys have law degrees. Yeah. You and I are a couple of small down podunks kicking this around with our viewers today. Because this guy wrote me and said, what do you think about the 49% of snaps being taken by naturalized Canadians? I said, I have no idea, but we'll try and tackle it on the show today. Um, by the way, Rod's rant, which was, that was a mini rant. I mean, what could I possibly be upset about in life? I don't have anything to rant about, but that's my take on the CBA is this naturalized Canadian thing. And the rant is brought to you daily by Bronco Plumbing, Heating and Cooling, the preferred plumbing, heating and cooling company of the RP show. Boys, tell Camco I just said it again. Find everything you need to know about our services, financing, product information, and more at broncoplumbing.com. I'm not necessarily done with this, but I welcome in the viewers. I welcome in the viewers. Um, ah, John Kirby, I'm going to give you one comment today. All of his are good, but I can't. It's not the John Kirby show. It's the Rod Peterson show. John Kirby in Edmonton says, Lots of Saskatchewan Rough Rider fans aren't happy that the game is on a Tuesday, the preseason game. Well, deal with it. I saw the article come out from 3Down, Craig Dickinson saying how upset it's not a maybe it's a for sure that calgary and edmonton have a competitive advantage because they were able to practice sunday monday to four days ahead of the rough riders competitive advantage i like your answer to that darren you should be the commissioner you'd say you would we got a break here but what darren said yesterday and i'll repeat it today is what would you like us to do about it craig We'll kick that around when we come back. We got PGA Championship, Junior Hockey Recap, CPL, NLL, CEBL, all kinds of stuff to get to today. Also, Rob Vanstone and Tori Gurley on the way. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus TV network, YouTube live streaming, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got to subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. The RP Show is brought to you in part by Rockstar Supply Chain Solutions. They bring you the Rockstar of the day. Rockstar specializes in improving your company's performance and bottom line through supply chain management services. Check them out, Rockstar Supply Chain Solutions. Okay, let's bring the moose in. And uh, yes, I understand we need to just keep rolling. The weather here is causing some issues, I understand. But you're saying that it's, it's actually pretty good. You hear the thunder continues to roll this is a garth brooks song going on down here right now in south florida i'm starting i'm not worried yet but holy smokes fortunately no wind <laughs> moose how's the, everything's coming across okay 
Yeah, actually, it's phenomenal right now. You know, we always say number one pit crew in broadcasting. Holy smokes. Like, I mean, I was a little nervous in the opening segment, but uh, whatever you guys did in the back, I mean, bravo. I, nice work, guys. I apologize. Uh, for, I apologize for the weather. Um, I want to get back to the CFL thing for a second, but this is daytime sports entertainment talk. It's not just football. It's not just hockey. Rory McIlroy was more interested in his own history in the majors than the peculiar heritage at Southern Hills on Thursday at the PGA Championship. Southern Hills has proven to be favorable to front runners. As for Rory, he's failed to break par in the opening round 15 times in the 27 majors he's played since winning his last one. So there was reason for that bounce in his step when he finished with an 18-foot birdie putt for a 5-under 65 on Thursday giving him a one-shot lead at the end of a warm and windy day in Tulsa, Oklahoma. It's a different world for Tiger Woods. Three bogeys in the middle of his round ruined a good start for Tiger. Two bogeys at the end gave him a 74, his worst start at the PGA Championship since 2015. Rory McIlroy had a one-shot lead entering day two today over Pebble Beach winner Tom Hogue and Will Zalatoris who finished his 66 with a 30-foot birdie, his fourth putt of 25 feet or longer. That Will Zelatoris is cool. How much are you following the PGA Championship, Moose? I got it on right now. Uh, Do you? Justin Thomas has moved to within one stroke. Uh, he's uh, four under now. He's through 13 holes. So that's it's it's great. And that you're right. Will Zelatoris, he's cool, man. He's cool and he's playing well. Everybody is... Uh, a fan, I think, of Will Zelatoris. Okay. It is a football Friday, and on the way, Rob Vanstone and Tori Gurley. So, to the viewers, I shouldn't speak for you, but I was really only recapping what you said yesterday. And from one of our viewers, JT, has written in about this. He says, good day, everyone. So, Craig Dickinson is complaining already of an unfair advantage, but his first practice is inside a cramped gym playing basketball. Craig needs to get his act together or be gone. Craig's just being a football coach. He's a very close friend of mine. He's just being a football guy. Our competition, two guys from our division have been, had four more days of practice than us. Probably not great. But again, him calling the commissioner, Randy Ambrosi. What else could Randy say other than what would you like us to do about it, Craig? Call Jason Kinney before he resigns as Premier of Alberta and have him change the labor laws in Alberta so the Elks and Stamps can walk out on strike. I'm sure those players didn't even want to be there. Eish. I love Dickie, but I'm like, what? Come on. Well, Dickie's right. It's an unfair advantage. He's right. He should be upset. But, again, what's Randy supposed to do now? If he takes Calgary and Edmonton and says they get two days off now and they can't practice, well, those are two key practices closer to the game. Now they're more of a, at a disadvantage. And Chris Jones and Dave Dickinson would have every right to be upset at that point. There's no way to make this right now. There's no way to make it fair. And fair does not always mean the same. I think we need to remember that. Fair does not always mean equal or the same. So... Um, yeah, I think he's has every right to be upset, but nothing can be done about it. Regarding the weather, Jennifer from the Four Seasons writes in. She says, I think I'd prefer having a few snowflakes fly today 
than a downpour. Fair. Tacona Powley in Winnipeg says, Rod's raindrops is calming. It's putting me to sleep. LOL. Well, hopefully not the hosts. Not putting us to sleep. Um, the poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center is, it came from our producer, Clark Monroe, who is the favorite of the CFL's East Division this year? Tirana, Ottawa, Montreal, or Hamilton? I just tweeted it. Clark puts it up on YouTube. Do you have a sample size, Clark, of what they're saying on YouTube yet? Tiger Cats leading with 42%. And this is the best time of the year because everybody's in first place. And I got to say something today uh, that will make the CFL fans very happy. As I was driving home from the gym, I was listening to WQAM, the all-sports radio station out of here, 560 AM. And they had Mike Florio on, Moose. And I thought that they might have something to talk about with the NFL. He, of course, from Pro Football Talk and... Uh, Sunday night in America, football in America on NBC. Sunday night football. No, they were talking about Nick Saban being a narcissist. <laughs> because that's all anybody's been talking about for 24 consecutive hours. Yeah. <sighs> Nick Saban being called a narcissist by one of his former assistants. But, anyways, Florio, <sighs> they were talking about college football and the new. What is it? NIB name image. And like NIB name image and like and NIL. NIL. Yeah, the players can now profit from people profiting off their name image likeness, and and it, yeah. and it morphed around to the XFL and USFL discussion and them being on these major US networks. Oh man, I wish you could have heard it. Like Florio's good. In my 20 years in the CFL, I got kind of annoyed at him. And I, and I know Dunk does now, too, because he stole a lot of stuff from us. A lot of stuff. Mike Florio and put it on profootballtalk.com. But whatever. <clears throat> but what Florio said was he doesn't think the USFL and XFL, despite the TV deals, will survive. He says there's never been a league not named NFL that survived long term except for the CFL. And I was like, huh? You know when you look at the radio when you're driving? As if the radio's yeah. time. Huh? And um, I was hoping they would talk about why they think the CFL has survived for 100 plus years and these other leagues haven't. But, but then, of course, in my mind, because I'm not just a pretty face, I thought, well, maybe that's something Moose and I could kick around on the show today with our viewers because that's what we do here every day from noon to 2 Eastern on Game Plus TV and YouTube Live. Why do you think the CFL has survived 100-plus years, longer even than the National Football League. And <laughs> I was a little ashamed to say I think it's because of the CFL's uniqueness. The very thing that I was willing to sell down the river if it meant survival through COVID, partnering with the XFL. My initial answer to that was its uniqueness. What else could it be? Well, I would say that they share a hallmark with you and with Ray Bork. And I think it's consistency. I think it's consistency. The league has gone up and down in terms of the quality. The league has gone up and down in terms of the business structure. But outside of the pandemic, what have they been able to do? They just get on the field and play. 
no matter how bad the business is, no matter how much money they're making, no matter how much money they're losing, they're playing week in and week out. They're on TV week in and week out consistency. And I think these other leagues need to have some consistency that, you know what, if you lose money, you got to keep playing no matter what. If you can't pay your bills, you got to keep playing no matter what. That's the only way to survive and show people that, guess what, doesn't matter what happens, we're going to be here. And then the people can trust you and you can build some longevity. I think it's consistency for me. Tell your friends, start spreading the news. We're live on YouTube right now and listen live at rodpeterson.com and also on Game Plus Television because I want a response to this. Here's your meme for the day, Moose. I can see it now. Why has the CFL survived for 100 plus years? Don Mitchell, our Navy friend, writes that he says the CFL has survived because it is unique and different from U.S. football. Nelson Hakowicz, our VP of Sim Events. The CFL has carved out a niche. It's different enough to be good, but not good enough to be massive. From Phil Kershaw, the former chairman of the board of the CFL, president of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, should be in the Plaza of Honor. Phil says the reason the CFL has survived is because we have the franchise for football in Canada. Well, that's wah, wah, wah. there's more to it than that, Phil. And then he just retracted the <laughs> comment on Facebook. I think he wanted to edit it. Um, it's just Jeff, the Stamps fan, yet at every speed bump, fans and media alike complain, complain, complain about how the CFL conducts itself. I'm if the CFL had been run for 100 years the way it's being run now, it wouldn't have lasted 100 years. Don't give these guys now credit for the 100-plus years of the CFL. No, stop. That's how I feel anyways. Carlos in Indianapolis says the international border has helped the CFL survive too. I don't understand international border because we don't have a wall of China there. What do you mean? You're going to have to explain that. Uh, Phil says, Phil goes on to say, the CFL has the franchise for football in Canada, a market for 35-something-something. Ah, he's having fat thumbs. Jennifer at the Four Seasons says, it, isn't it because it's Canada's game? Well, they'd better watch out because the, the NFL is coming in and eating their lunch. That's not new. The CFL isn't making the money that it once was. It just isn't. I got an email the other day from NFL Canada. I don't know if you got it, Darren, about their launch of new flag football programs across the country. Like, don't get cocky now, CFL fans and CFL. You still need to work at it. And it's not like Mike Florio was on WQAM Miami today saying how great the CFL is. He just said, other than the NFL, there hasn't been another league last for any period of time other than the CFL. Then they moved on to something else. But I think, look at all the comments that are coming in. I knew, as you know, Moose, I can, I can pick up a hot topic. I can smell it like a fart in a car. How about that? And I'm just asking the viewers, what's the first thing that comes to mind when asked, why is the CFL survived for 100 plus years? And um, this could carry us all day. Uh, John Ohm. Um, 
in Winnipeg writes in. He says the CFL has the best brand on the field. Off the field, a little different story at times. You think the NFL's got a great off-field brand? Really? There's currently battling a racial discrimination lawsuit from one of their coaches, right? Like, they don't... The one thing Flory is... I'm dropping stuff all over. I'm kicking coffee over. What the hell? It's Friday. <laughs> That's, hey, um, this is going to be a meme, not a video segment. It's okay. Do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, where was I? Squirrel. Oh, the one thing that Florio said was that he says the NFL's too big of a brand to fail and to have any competition even begin to put a dent in it. Whether it's USFL, XFL, it is the football brand. It is the sports brand, really. In North America, it is. There it is. Phil Kershaw says CFL has the football franchise for 34 million people. 35 million people. Football is second only to hockey in popularity. No U.S. franchises in Toronto, but must retain its Canadian identity. So we're going to break, and Musa will bring you back for hour two. I think we got a hot-button uh, discussion on the go today, as usual. Yeah, we do. Okay, enjoy. Rob Vanstone joins us next. We'll put this question to him and several others, and yours as well, if you'd like. From the Regina Leader Post, Post Media National Columnist, Rob Vanstone, on this Flame Tech Football Friday. Flame Tech is your industry leader in combustion services. You're watching on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Promotional consideration for the RP Show is brought to you in part by Tough Tribe for Men. It contains aloe vera, botanicals, and antioxidants, traditionally known for their scalp and hair benefits. We are part of the clean beauty industry. Welcome to Clean Beauty for Men, available today at toughtribeformen.com. That's the number four, toughtribeformen.com, and Amazon Canada. As you can see, it's sunny on the coast. We're in a monsoon, a little bit inland here in beautiful Boca Raton, Florida. We're going to Canada's football capital now. Rob Vanstone joins us from the Regina Leader Post. I'm not sure where he'd like to start. He's got candy. Hello, Candy. Happy Friday. How you doing, RB? <laughs> Good, Rod. It's National Rescue Dog Day. So uh, I wanted to commemorate that with a uh, guest appearance by my uh, my little girl here. So Every day is for you, Robert. We know that. And uh, <laughs> congratulations to you and Chris Soodle for doing that. Who is happier that the CFL strike is over and the riders are on the field? You or John Lynch? <laughs> I'm not sure anybody could... Uh, aw. I'm not sure anybody could uh, perhaps celebrate this more uh, enthusiastically than John. Um, but I'm up there. I, uh, uh, I mean, I've been watching this league for more than 50 years now, and it's it's you know been something I've enjoyed as an observer, something I've enjoyed professionally. It's just it's part of what flows through the veins after a while. So, I, especially from the standpoint of, I'd much rather write about players and games than about labor issues, which I can't pretend to be uh, 
knowledgeable enough about to really uh, master. So I'm glad all that we can dispense with all that and, and actually talk about uh, something that, that matters. You know what, you're like me. I don't know even the ins and outs of this deal, obviously. That's not my job, but I will say this. We're a ways away, I think, from talking about West Division and East Division favorites, I think. But on from what you know of the CBA, I feel the naturalized Canadian rule is the biggest part of it. Um, what do you think is the most key part of this deal? Yeah, I think the, from the, the player standpoint, I think the revenue, revenue sharing or the potential of it is going to be huge. I think that the guaranteed contracts in, in year three and then the incentive to re-sign with a team with a guaranteed contract contract provision potentially kicking in is is big because it I think one of the problems that they've had in this league is is player uh, identifiability and and I think the transience of the players has been a has been a major issue I mean if you bought a rider jersey with number seven on it in a matter of a few years you went from Weston Dressler being number seven to Willie Jefferson to Cody Fajardo and I remember Joe 747 Adams and Heath Rylance. <laughs> but, uh, um, you know, it, that's just, it's, that's, that's really a big ask for the fans. But as one who's always really loved the Canadian aspect of the, of the Canadian Football League, it, it bothers him to me that, that the uh, playing time of some Canadians appears to be imperiled. We don't know all the details of this. It would seem on the surface that from seven starting Canadians will eventually go to just a shade over 5.5. That to me, would, it seems to be a step in the wrong direction when you consider that the Canadian talent has been developing over, uh, I think, over the last few decades. I think it's gotten better. And the, the NFL has recognized that by taking some of those players. But I still think the pool of Canadian talent is by no means depleted to the point where it makes sense to marginalize Canadians the way they seem to be doing. But all in all, I'm just glad there's a deal. And it could have been worse from a Canadian standpoint when you look at, I think, the the uh, overtures out there regarding the possible elimination of the ratio and things of that nature. Those number sevens you named in Rider Lore, all great number sevens. It spawned maybe a column for you because I don't write such columns anymore. Greatest Rider backup quarterback of all time? I'd put Heater in there. I would put a great backup quarterback of the 1990s, Heath Rylance, and a real star at Lauderdale's. Hey, we had Mike Florio uh, this morning on WQAM radio in Miami was mentioning the CFL. I don't know if you saw our show earlier, uh, Rob, but he was saying that other than the CFL, no other league not named NFL has lasted for any period of time. And I immediately got to thinking, why has the CFL lasted for 100 plus years? And my immediate answer, the first voice that I got in my head was the, its uniqueness. How would you answer that question? I think there's that too. I mean, it's, I'm not sure the uniqueness serves it well in some markets where it isn't that uh, strong, such as, such as BC or, uh, or um, Toronto or Montreal. But uh, that being said, um, I think it's relatable. I think you, it's, it's, it's so, it's so much unlike a lot of, a lot of the leagues where you can't even get close to the players that you're cheering for. If you're a NFL fan, I don't think you really have much of a prospect of getting anywhere near Tom Brady to say, you know, to get an autograph or to meet him. If you're a Ryder fan, well, you can you can meet Cody Fajardo at practice virtually every any day you want. And I think that's one of the strengths of the league. It's relatable, and you don't have, there isn't a huge disparity in a lot of cases between the salaries that the players are making and the salaries that their fans are earning. It's a, it's a it's a fans league, and I think that's kept it going. Fair. 
Jeff, the Stamps fan, writes in with two questions. Says, does your dog know that she's on television screens in all 10 provinces and 31 states? One. And two, <laughs> Jeff says, best rider backup quarterback was John Huffnagel and Tom Burgess. With all due respect, a Stamps fan can't weigh in on our question. And I would also say Huffnagel and Bur uh, Burgess were co-quarterbacks, not backups. Am I right, RV? Yeah, that's an interesting one because, um, you know, in, in, in 81, for example, Joe Barnes started more games than John Huffnagel, but John Huffnagel threw more touchdown passes than Joe Barnes. In, uh, in uh, 89, when the Riders won the Grey Cup uh, with Austin and Burgess, uh, Tom Burgess is sort of regarded, I think in, in, people remember him as the backup, but he threw 22 touchdown passes that season and Ken Austin threw 16. So, so who was the backup? Who was the starter? It really, um, it's an interesting debate there, but they sort of been typecast as backup quarterbacks, but I'm not sure the numbers really bear that out. They weren't one, two, they were cold. They were one, a one B. So my take on that Phil Kershaw again, watching says a reduction in the Canadian ratio will hurt the CFL and the sport at the grassroots level, less incentive for Canadians to take up the sport. I disagree. Nobody's talking about reducing the ratio. They're upping it from seven to eight starting Canadians. Unless, like, I'm not the brightest guy in the world, RV, but this is why I think of this as a massive advancement for the CFL. They're upping the ratio. And I guess if it, there's more naturalized Canadians, and that will eventually be a problem for Canadian players, but I think this is what is best for the league. Did you cover that already? Or, like, I just feel like we could talk about this for a long time. Yeah, part of the problem with, with this rod is that nobody's really spelled it out yet. And nobody, there's that whole deal where three of them can play up to 49% of the snaps. Well, good luck managing that. But how is that going to work? I think that's a, um, not only in theory, but in practice, I think that's a, that's a, that's a huge question. The eighth starting Canadian will actually be an American, but I'm not necessarily opposed to that because I think that if that had, uh, if such a provision had been in, a, in, a, in effect, say in 2016, Weston Dressler would have played for the Rough Riders that year and probably for a few more years. And I think there's a few more, there's numerous examples of players of that description who probably would still be here. And uh, so I think that addresses an issue. I'm just really curious to see how this, those three uh, naturalized Canadians or yeah, nationalized Americans or whatever they're called, I'm, I'm curious to see how that is going to, uh, is going to work. And I, to me, I just wonder if it just invites manipulation. Uh, there's some pretty savvy coaches out there, and you just wonder how they're going to play that. But we, without knowing exactly how it's how it's designed, it's really tough to comment. But it it part of me is encouraged by it because I think it might lead to player retention, and and I think that it might help the quality of the game a bit. But I just worry that uh, the Canadians are going to get shuffled aside in a league that is the last time I checked the Canadian Football League. It's the coaches and the GM's job to manipulate the rules. And I look at the Lightning just down the road. Their general manager, remember putting Kucherov on the injured list all year, playing him in the playoffs. It came up at the GM meetings here just down the road, and they're like, eh, we'll look the other way. That's just what they do. You get paid to win. Yeah. Yeah. All right, RV, have a great weekend. Cheerio, my friend. Always good seeing you. Good to see you, Rod. You've got rain. We've got snow. What a wonderful day in meteorology. <laughs> Take care. Absolutely. Gotcha. Well, I think I might take snow.
Taco Time viewer takeover is next. We got a hot one on the go today. You're watching the RP show live from South Florida, rainy South Florida, on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, and 24 hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. It is the RP Show, and this is Taco Time Viewer Takeover. Did you know Taco Time has been around for over 40 years in Canada? This iconic brand and a Canadian favorite serves over 3.2 million burritos, 2.5 million tacos, and over 1 million Mexi fries every year. Get out to Taco, Taco Time for lunch today. I don't know how this looks. I don't know what's coming across the air. Producer Clark has just came over the in my ear in the break and said, can you move up closer to the microphone and turn it down? It might mitigate the sound of the rain. Ladies and gentlemen, I have never seen anything like this. To quote my mom, Judith Ann Peterson, I've never seen the beat of it. We're just getting hammered by rain here in this Boca Raton area. Uh, so to the text line, and Clark says it's working beautifully. So that's good. I don't know how it looks, but if it's working beautifully and you're happy, I'm happy. It's one thing that my brother said that he loves about this show. Anything could break out at any time and usually does. Brady Witt writes in. He's watching on Gameplice TV, writes in on the 902 text line, and he says, uh, Hi, Rod. The signing of Jay Cole by the Shooting Stars should bring a lot of attention to the CEBL. Uh, that's why I'm wearing my Saskatchewan Rattlers golf shirt today. The CEBL tips off their season next week. Brady goes on to say, The Lightning are on a roll and look like they will win the series. Hopefully, Game 2 of the Battle of Alberta is as exciting as the first. That is some humid rain there in Florida. I speak with multiple years of experience. That from Brady, from Saskatoon, that clearly knows the weather patterns of South Florida. I did not until recently. Sean, watching in Vancouver on Game Plus TV, says, The rains of change, Roddy. Yeah, I guess the changes are still going on, I guess. Like, I feel like turning the camera around and showing you the neighbor's roof. The water just pounding up, but bouncing three feet high. But there's no wind. Last minute of play in hour one. Last minute of play. Jim Wagner's watching in uh, Balgoni, Sask. He says, the added ambient rain noise is a nice touch to the show today. Great show again, guys. And Steven Jacobson watching in Minot, North Dakota, the magic city. He said, if we could yell hello south of Esteban this weekend, you could get additional followers after throwing taco time and Timbits over the border. How about that? Is there a taco time in Esteban? Can, can we confirm or deny? There is! <laughs> Grab the gift certificates, Clark. He was just there last night. 
And uh, certainly Tim Hortons, too. Hoo, doggy. We got a great hour, too, coming up. If I don't flow away here on Game Plus TV, stick around, everybody. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You got to subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.